What's your story? Ron Wells here, CEO of Enhanced Fitness, and this is my story. This episode is brought to you by the Loyalty Club, one of the hottest brands out where they keep their items limited and only for the loyal few. Check us out online at theloyaltyclub.us or if you're in New Orleans area, you can check us out at our flagship store, 841 Fulton Street. You already know what time it is. Only for the loyal few club ties. Hello, where are you from? I'm from the West Bank, born and raised in New Orleans. Shout out to the West Bank, West Bank, big, big West Bank gang in the building. Play, grew up playing at Oakdale Park. Oh, so where you from? They put off the West Bank. Oh, I'm from Gretna. Gretna off the West Bank, out there, in the, um, grew up out in the green. Then also in uh, Harvard to Esterlot, but grew up on Wild Boulevard playing for Oakdale. Started playing sports about five, six. And that's how I ended up meeting Blizz in the concert, but playing at Oakdale. Me and him ended up playing, playing against each other in our championship game, eight, eight, nine year old year. And that's when we really, you know, really got cool, got jammed. And that's when the concept when Parker started to take the best athletes from their park and make low key all star teams. And that's when the realm started, when I really started running with that boy, how we really got cool. Gotcha. So, you know, like, you know, being from. You know, Greg out in the green yep, yep. and Harvey, that's a lot. Both of them are hoods for people who don't correct, know. Correct, like, correct. You know, they had, you know, they have a lot of stuff that happens in every other city. 100%. Still happens there. So, like, if how it was for you, like, growing up? Well, honestly, I'm, I'm a sports athlete advocate. So, because of who my parents were, I wasn't out in the streets growing up. But when I had friends, again, I'm from the city, I had friends in it. But my focus was a little different growing up. Yeah, I was getting into trouble in school, but I wasn't really like no troublemaker. I'm out the way. Cool, calm, and collected. So my vibe was growing up playing sports. I jumped in it so early. About time it come around, time to really like, where you can make the choice to, to do bad stuff. I'm playing AAU, I'm on travel teams. So my friend group was a little different on the weekends versus who I'm hanging out with during the week because I'm doing my workouts, I had trainers and whatnot. My dad was just trying to condition the coach. That's why it's like, you know, if you have something to focus on in a city like this, it's not hard to make it. I mean, it makes it a little easier to make it, but you're still in the environment dealing with the same stuff everybody else dealing with. But you still have that, you still have that path that you focus on, whether that's, you don't know, drawing, singing, um, art, my, my thing was just sports. Gotcha. So, you know, going to high school. All right, right. Like, which high school did you go to? I went to Cox, yep. Shout out to Helen Cox. So I'm at Cox, playing basketball, playing football. I'm at Cox with G, Eddie. Oliver, all the gang, a lot of us who went to Oakdale, we all end up going to the same high school. So it was oh, really Melvin? Key. Facts, yeah, yeah, I'm with Melvin. Yep, um, Melvin, Kelvin, all them boys, all them going to Cox. So we low-key had a powerhouse at the time. We um was transitioning from a junior high to a high school. I remember that. So we had a lot of people from Oakdale. That last year we won the championship, we getting a lot of people from Cox, and then you get in the Woodland West crew. A lot of them boys came. You know, we getting people like Bina from um, from Esla, who I grew up with. Shout out Bina. Shout out Bina, facts, yep. And then Kelvin coming. Um, of course, Melvin. Um, of course, G. Taj. Taj, facts, Slim. Slim, yeah, at the time, so we was we was a force to be reckoned with. Then them boys ended up going to win states after Katrina. See, I moved to Carolina at that time. So after Katrina happened, I shoot to North Carolina and finished my last two years of high school out there. And then that's when my perspective really opened up to sports because it's, it was so many schools. You got Duke, NC State, Wake Forest. Winston-Salem, um, Virginia, Virginia Tech, that's right there close to Carolina, South Carolina, South Carolina State. So I'm really seeing, like, when I'm out of town, boy, they really getting it on in sports out of town. Then they got the facilities, they got the, they got the space, and then the environment's a little different. Like, they really be on sports year-round. Well, here we got to change seasons. That was the biggest difference from Katrina hitting when I was at Cox, growing up playing in such a, what's a small area then versus going to play out there. But, like, you're going hour, hour and a half away for games, and you're just exposed to a different community. 
Yeah, that's a good experience. Cause also, you know, playing with Greg, you know, but but that was just like a whole lot of I'm like exposure right there because he because he was, because he was one I'm like McDonald All American. One hundred percent. And then, as an athlete, when you playing on a team with somebody who's that who's that nice and had been that nice for so long, cause you, I mean, by the time we get to high school, dude was already super cold. He really was just waiting for the system to fund his own talent. I just was a natural three point shooter in defense. So that's all I had to bring to the table was three pointers shooting and defense. Because you got the Calvin's the tall point guard. You got being a quet on the other side. You got Greg and the Payne and Melvin. And then we was again, we was coming off of winning at Oakdale. So everybody in our system had knew they role. So it wasn't never no hating, wasn't never no question of what you need to do. And if you coach your kids in the right manner to get them to college, that's how you build a team in Wednesdays. It's having role players. So you know, moving from, you know, Louisiana to right. where you move, like if I was the culture, like, I ain't talking about sports, just Correct. like, you know, the food and everything like right. that. Right, so shout out to Charlotte, shout out to North Charlotte, shout out to Vance High School, the whole gang out there. They were super supportive, but um, at the time, North Carolina and Charlotte coach was still coming around. Like I said, they really get down in sports. Like, they got hoopers, um, they running track, they doing their thing in track. But as far as, like, culture for, for African-American people and food, that's not really their wave. Just because of the pocket of where Charlotte at. So it wasn't really, like, super, super culture it was different because they, they going to school with no uniform, so I'm, I'm being exposed to way more people. Like, their school's way bigger. They have more, more facilities, there's, there's more resources. You know, they film in their high school games. Coaches just doing way more for the athletes. And the environment, was, um, the environment wasn't culture-driven versus like a, like a Bible belt, if, you could, if, um, if I could say. So, you know, graduating high school. Facts. Actually, on like, what college on like, did you choose? So I chose University of North Carolina at Pembroke. D2 schools. I tore my ACL coming out of Vance my senior year. So I still had a couple of offers on the table. So I went D2. And then from there, bro, it was um, graduating high school was weird because Katrina had just happened. So I'm still kind of like tugging on do I want to come back home? Do I want to go to school down here? Do I want to go to school without? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah. So I just stayed at Carolina and finished my college career out there. I'm with the, um, D2 North Carolina Pembroke was a, uh, was a great experience. Ended up playing safety when I got out there. And football in Carolina was a, um, it was it was a growth moment because it's cold and I'm not really used to playing in the cold and the snow. So that was a uh, that was a barrier I had to get over. But for the most part, it was a vibe. It was a vibe for the most part being out there in Carolina because they um, people was coming from so far. I'm getting teammates from Miami, teammates from Cali, teammates from New York. And everybody at the time, you know, going D2, everybody got a story. So it was, it was really, really good to go. Not D1, you went D2, so it's a lower level, but the con- the constant and the competition is still there. There's still people making it. Gotcha. And so let's bring it back to you right. actually getting injured. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people don't speak on this. Like, I'm like what was your mindset? Because, you know, like a lot of people like, dang, I, yeah, but I might just blew my chance to make it to the league. Right. Or like, be like, I'm going to get my career over. Right. Such and such like that. So it was um, it was humbling because I had, I had personally feel like I had came so far and over, overcame so much. But Katrina happened while I'm in high school, still being able to move away, do two years of high school, and then get a chance to play college. So that dream had came true. So in my mind, I'm like, man, I'm two years away. I just got to stay straight, stay out the way. 
then I get hurt. The only thing that really saved my mindset, you dig in my logic, was that my grades was good. So at the time, I'm really at like a 3.2 when I get hurt. So I just went, I went straight to coach and was like, look, coach, I'm just tired of getting hurt, having to overcome. How about I just start coaching for the team? And he was like, perfect bet. So at the time I get hurt, I transitioned out of, um, I transitioned out of playing because it's my junior season at that point, and I kind of felt like the, the odds was against me to rehab back and then only have like two more seasons to play. So I started coaching college football within a week and a half of getting hurt and then get bouncing back from the surgery. Of course, I'm rehabbing and whatnot, but at that point, I'm transitioning to what was the beginning of my coaching career, and that pretty much would launch this whole process. That, that moment of getting hurt and then not really wasting time trying to figure out if I wanted to play or not. I just made an executive decision, so I got and did enough playing. I just focus on my school and get my resume for the real world right. Gotcha. So, you know, graduating college, I'm like, actually, I'm like, what did you, I'm like, get any, I'm like, degrees in? Yep, so my bachelor's degree is in exercise physiology. Graduated in 2012, the study of the human body. And then that took me, so I graduated college, and I'm, I'm back in the city within a week. And that's when the brand really, brand really started to take off. The brand started off as a senior project. So I had did the whole, um, you know, you got to get the website, name of the website, you know, build your website out on GoDaddy, make sure nobody have your name, get it legalized, get the LLC. She made us do all that as a project. So I moved home with the entire business plan. So at the time I'm working downtown at One Shell Square, right there on Karanda letting um Poyages. So I'm working downtown in the gym and I'm still kind of new because I'm used to coming from strength and conditioning, but I was trying to graduate and move into personal training and them two, and them two different realms of work. The strength coach, I'm in a weight room with 15, 20, Athletes who know what to do, they're already motivated. So I'm thinking that that's what the gym name was. Uh, the gym name or the gym? Yeah, the gym name that was on Ashna. Okay. Yeah, so I was saying, so I'm working for Ashna at the time. So I'm really trying to get my training style and figure out how to personal train people versus be their strength and conditioning coach. So that's that's why I was like the push pull in my career at the time. And once I kind of got that down, I got the personal training personal training going, going in one shell square. But at the time. I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm in the gym, I got the gym lit, I'm getting a lot of clients, I'm 15, 20 sessions a day, and then you're independent by yourself, so I'm, I'm getting I'm getting a bulk of the bread, but I still have to pay the gym, and I really wasn't I really wasn't in the best space, so the first thing I did, bro, I opened up a book, and I'm reading about Oprah, Tyler Perry, and Master P, and then they telling me how, like, they, they telling you in the book how, you know, just have your own product, and the hip-hop blueprint, like Master P was saying, you have your own, you know, you have your music, you have your apparel, you have your product, and you, you, want, to you want to generate that revenue all for yourself. So the first thing I did was left the gym. I left the gym, so now I'm outside training on the West Bank at Oakdale, and I'm using the levy. So now my clients pay me, I'm getting 100% profit, and then I start selling the apparel, which is more profit. Right, so you know, actually, you know, it becoming, I'm like fully independent, like, <clears throat> and actually learning how to train people, like, you know, because, you know, if you can only get, I'm like, better, Right. So, it's how did you, I'm like, develop, I'm like, your, I'm like, training style? So, the training style really came from, I took a little bit from my strength and conditioning coach and how we used to do the athletes in the weight room, and I added my own style to where it's really just set up like stations. And at the time, it wasn't really a lot of trainers training in that realm because you could look at them and tell, okay, I'm looking at per this person, or they're, they're, they're a gym trainer versus like an actual strength and conditioning coach, which is fine. So, I had just, I had just learned to merge the two. And just you know whether that's reps, whether that's time, depending on exercise. And then as you keep as you keep writing your own workouts and writing your own um, style, you you get your own coaching and fitness to how you want to run your classes, whether that's personal training, whether that's boot camps, whether that's group training, or if you're still getting the mix of like athletes and regular people coming in at one time. So the style come 
the style come from, I just used to write work. I was like, again, that boy Wayne, Jay-Z said he used to write lyrics, because I'm studying hip-hop, not to be no, no artist or nothing, but just how they deliver their content, how they in front of people every day, and I'm just stealing that, using that for my own trainer style. So, I'm like, what's your advice to, to any, I'm like, coaches and like, you know, all the fitness trainers out there? So I would tell them, start, start. If I could tell myself anything, do the personal training based if that's your goal, but you gotta get some product. You gotta get, whether that's mats, whether that's bags, whether that's water bottles, whether that's t-shirts. Um, it could be, it could be meal prep containers and in the meal prep container, you giving giving away workouts. It has you have to have something that come with it versus just offering personal training. That's an outdated that's an outdated service because you know you want to walk in Walmart. You ain't just going to get fruit when you go to Chick Fil A. You ain't just getting fries. So when it's again when you come to the Logic Club, you ain't just getting shorts. You can get a whole array of things. So I'd be the first thing I would say. Yeah, you can get personal training, but why that part of the business going up and down? People going on vacations, going out of town. Um, People getting pregnant, whatever the case may be, people are going through things while your business is dropping on the training side, that's when you start marketing your product. So my advice is make sure you have a product, make sure you have a product, and you don't got to box yourself into a gym. You don't necessarily have to build a clientele and then get a gym and start paying rent. Because most likely you're living somewhere. So say for example, you're living somewhere and your rent on a small basis of $1,000. And you have you, you have your box gym and you're renting that $1,000. So now your profit bottom line is at least 2000 well, at least 2100 so you can have some profit. And I didn't want to put myself, no pun intended, in that box. So I took away the gym side of it. So I would tell trainers, take away the gym side of it and find a way to market yourself outside a uh, space that you can rent out that don't have a high overhead. Gotcha. So, you know, having those clients working out on the levee in the sun, hot. <laughs> I know it was hot. <laughs> it was hot today. It was out there. So how did you transition and actually um you know grew your brand and actually learned how to actually on um, like actually actually make a brand right, right, right. while you was working out on like on the levee. So the, the workout started off for free. And then the coincidence when I once I moved back home and I was, again I'm from the Westmac and I grew up playing the sports. So all the people that I'm playing JPRD with, all the people I went to high school with, all of those friends, they grown and they they back home too. So they come and support. Like literally almost every single person I came across in high school, they come and support. And they vibe with the fact that the workout free. And then from there, you getting you getting you have five people one Saturday. Then if you're just doing it three, four times a week, the next Saturday I have ten. The next thing you know, it's up to 15, 20 people every single day of the week. And I'm doing a boot camps Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Give them a break on Wednesday, text, text them a workout. And then from there the brand the brand really starting to move a little bit. But I don't have that much product yet. I'm just offering personal training. So I'm still trying to find a way to market more to the people. And then that's when the apparel kind of the apparel idea started to creep in the door. And you can ask that boy, listen, man, I'm on the phone with him. I call that boy two, three times a week. How I do this? Does this make sense? Should I market it like this? Should I, should I, should I package my apparel like this? Do I buy it in bulk? Just trying to figure out how to how can I market more to the 15, 20 people that's already coming. And then from there it started to it started to formulate into instead of just a personal trainer, it started to turn into an entire fitness brand. And that was like that was like the, the, the beginning phases of what you now see today. Gotcha. So, why you don't have one on a traditional gym? Gotcha. I'm working downtown at One Shell Square, and I'm and I'm looking at the profit I would have make if I'm not paying rent, and it just traumatized me. <laughs> just doing all that work for somebody else, and then from there, I just, I just said I, I could do this on my own. I don't I don't need a person to keep the lights on for me. 
or, or to bring bring equipment into the gym. I'm like, I could do all this on my own. And then the gym keeps you stagnant. You have to stay in that spot in the area that your gym in. As you can see, I'm mobile with it. I, I, I flew in, flew in, did the boot camp here, fly out, fly out tomorrow, do do some boot camps where I'm going on, on the West Coast versus just being here and always having that rent on my back. So that was one of the main reasons I didn't get a traditional gym. And then when I start when I started to market myself and uh what I'm looking for, I started to market, and collaborate, I'm sorry. When I wanted to start to collaborate with other trainers, it was easier to walk in their facilities and collaborate with them because I don't have a traditional gym, so it's not like I'm stepping on their toes. I could really offer their clientele free services. I could offer them meal prep ideas. I could offer them free workouts. I could offer them apparel um, apparel designs, the entire time, just because I don't have a traditional gym. Gotcha. So, how's being one on the, A1, I'm like, I can't get to learn, how's being one on like, you know, A1, I'm like, hey, I can't get it out. How's being one on the it but one on the athletic right, right. director. Facts. Oh. Yeah, I'm glad it's going to the podcast. Everybody knows sometimes you mess up. Sometimes you mess up. Facts. <laughs> but we still keep it real. How's being one on one on like a one of like athletic um director right, right. that helps your brand? So the good thing about the athletic director is I have the school backing me. So I have the school behind me. Low key, like like if I can make it make sense, just look at it as if it's a hip hop artist that's signed to a label. So I'm a fitness trainer that's independent that's low-key signed to the school. So I have access to gyms, access to fields, and then I'm, I'm controlling all of the sports out there. So basketball, football, baseball. So I'm already getting access to all of those athletes. And then I just grab those athletes who go to the school, and boom, that's the same athlete. So I'm training in my class and all their parents. So the athletic director side of it, it keeps the brand innocent because you know I'm working with kids. I'm working with kids throughout the day, K through, um, K through eighth, and then at, um, once 2.30 hit, ninth grade to 12th grade athletes. So that concept is just running. The, the, the concept never stops because of the school being behind me and you getting the athletic director role. And to spin back around the loop on um, the advice for the trainers, get your degree. Like I say, my bachelor's degree is in exercise physiology. My master's degree is in kinesiology, recreation, and sports management. So now I'm able to go straight to a business and because I have the master's, I'm automatically low-key a manager. Depending on the type of business you're working for, I just show the school system coming out of the gym because of the health benefits and then I know for a fact that I'm off one time a month with the holidays. And that's when I run my marketing for my fitness business is when I'm off. So, so I'm the house being from New Orleans, helping you with I'm like creativity, I mean, with your brain. Right. We sitting in the spot, we sitting in the person spot that I referenced, the dude I've been knowing since eight years old, who took, who took his, who took his dream. He started off with the sloppy seconds. I don't know if y'all know about that. He started off with the sloppy seconds clothing brand. And then he take it to, to where he had today. So being from New Orleans, you're around so many, so many creative people who don't mind hustling and going to work. That's one thing that the city breed is hard workers. So as soon as you touch down, as soon as you come on, everybody on the move. He doing the interview right now. Got other interviews to film. Um, you doing the interview. Blake out there, um, Blizzard out there packaging inventory. So when you come home and you see people on their grind, it only should motivate you. So once I left the city and I'm out and I, um, I moved to the West Coast, it was easier to take the grit from here and apply it to my work ethic, apply it to my work ethic out of town. Then I'm not, I, mean, so I don't know nobody out there, so I'm not stepping on their toes, I'm not in their way. I'm coming how I'm coming, and you already know, we're already out the way people. So just being from the city, just going somewhere where you don't really know a lot of people, it's easy just to get my hustle on, pr promote the positive side of the brand, and then you go home and rock out. And you just wake, wake, wake up and repeat. Gotcha. So you know, as you grew up in New Orleans on the West Bank as well, like, you know, 
being from different hoods and things like that. Like, what's your advice to one on a young athlete that's watching this interview right now? If how do you know move out there, right. like while <clears throat> playing sports and not getting yourself in trouble? Have have multiple things you like to do, young athletes. Because you're in the environment, those are still your people. Those are still my friends, and I'm still a friend. But that because a person makes a not not all the way conscious decision because of the environment, and that's nobody's fault. But you have to have something to focus on. Now you know. Now you know there's people like me who you start off in sports growing up, and you make your own brand. You have your own clothing brand, or whether that's coaching videos you're gonna do, uh, tutorial videos on how to catch receiver passes. Uh, videos on how to get off jams. Specialize in something that you like already in the field. Like if it's basketball, do crossover videos. You can make your YouTube channel. You can start your brand ASAP. So by the time you get 18, 19, that's already running when you get to college. And just being from here, you know people are going to support you. So it's just all about having having something to do that puts you out the way. When them boys go outside and they start doing doing what's not what's not my side of life, should I go I go, go home and start working on my basketball drills. And that's how I end up getting to college. Just knowing, knowing when to walk away and when to grind and focus on what I need to focus on. Same thing when you get in school. It ain't no parents. Ain't nobody telling you wake up. Ain't nobody telling you go to practice. Ain't nobody out there motivating you. Everybody on scholarship trying to get them. Everybody's trying to get them. And we come from a city where getting you is the number one objective. So when you go out of town, you get around like-minded people like that, it's going to be easy to get you. Especially if you're coming from a place like this and you're already focused. All right. And also, you know, it's about choosing your friends wisely as well. Like, you got to, you know, have some, you got to choose people that's going to like, like, you know what? He playing sports. I'm not going to put him in this. And, 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 and like, like a man, all just decide. I have friends like that. I have friends that say, no, Ryan, this ain't your... This ain't your deal, son. You don't need to come right now. It ain't now. for everybody. It ain't, it's, it's not for everybody, dog. And you really got to know what's for you and what's not for you. That's the biggest bottom line out of people coming from Chicago's, the New Orleans, the LA, the, the LA's, the Oakland's, the Milwaukee's, the Arkansas's. Man, if the, if the lifestyle not for you, son, then go home. Man, go I've, to been other a lot of, I've been a lot of places, man. It's it's not even the biggest city. It's like they got gangsters everywhere. Everywhere, though. Every, <laughs> everybody coming how they coming, and and that's where you just learn to respect people. Because again, if you from here, we really out the way. Gotta we really, with, you gotta and, move. If you gotta move with, I'm like, you gotta move with. I'm like respect, and like you know, and if you get, I'm like disrespected. You have to move accordingly. Move accordingly. That that that, that ain't even an environmental thing. That's just as soon as you born, you already know. And you get five, six years old, you ain't gonna try to let nobody take nothing from you. If I got candy and you, and you take it out of my hand, there's gonna be a situation, and that don't change as you get older. But it's also knowing... And actually, with that being said, sometimes you got to be the bigger person and know how to, to walk away, too, because like sometimes on. it ain't worth your life. It's not. It's not. And if you're already in the right mind state, you should already know why you're in, you in the room you're in, why you're in the space you're in, and why you're even talking to the people you talk to. I'll be a tough person. I don't even know why I'm talking to you. I ain't even supposed to be talking to you. Because right? also, being, you know, playing sports and being an athlete, sometimes you can lose your temper in that wrong talk time and lose your... Lose scholarship and everything. All that, all that. So you gotta walk around with a certain poise in all situations, cause you gon' you gon' get on the field and get tested by people. Coaches, coaches gonna poke, talk to you like you're crazy. But you gotta remember, like, okay, I'm at this school because I'm on scholarship. I'm trying to get to the league. Or I'm in high school. I'm trying to get to college. Or I'm in junior high. I'm trying to get to high school. Or whatever. I'm selling lemonade. I'm, I'm doing this for my grandma, so she don't gotta do X, Y, Z. Man, you better have that bigger picture mindset because it just saves you in the long haul. So, being in sports, training, like, you know, everything like that, what do you enjoy most about it? And, like, what do you actually I'm like, dislike about it? What I enjoy the most, we'll start there. Um, I get to meet a new person and a new family every day. 
you know, whether that's somebody who need help with um help with, with, with sports training, help with personal training, help with diet, help with what to do in school. Kids come to me like, hey, well, what, what should I major in coaching? I'm, I'm, I'm a freshman in college. So the draw is because you set a great foundation for yourself, people come to you and they hold you to a certain standard. So the joy, the joy is being able to help a person push their concept, the concept of their life further. The, the, the part I dislike, um, sometimes the excuses I get to why somebody's not where they at, you got to deal with that a lot because you look like a therapist as a trainer and a coach. And, and then in that moment, you have to know when to, when, to, when to motivate someone to do better and when to be their friend and just let them vent. Somebody don't always need a coach. So I just dislike having to balance back and forward. Like, when, when should I be the, the coach for this person? Or when should I be the friend that they vent to? That's a, you know, it's a weird space to be in. You know, and I have a child, too, so same thing with him. It's making sure I'm not too coachy versus just being being his dad. Right, because you don't want that, you know, at the episode, like, I mean, he got a game. And Harry Allen was like, he already didn't like his daddy before that. Well, happened. <laughs> but um, how do you deal with and the parents trying to step on one, I'm like, coach's toes? Struggling. So with parents, they... Parents, of course, the parent has the best interest for their child. And like I said, I'm speaking, at this moment, I'm speaking from a parent perspective. I have the best interest. I feel like I have the best interest for my child, along with his mother. But it's, it's also knowing that y'all got in the car and came to this space for a reason and let the professional or the person doing the job do it. Because it's easy to isolate a drill, isolate a moment and say, man, why he ain't doing X, Y, Z? It's not about him doing X, Y, Z. It's about the betterment of all 15, 20 five, seven, how many kids this person working with, it's about the betterment of the team and the organization. It's not necessarily about one person. So those, those parents, I, I would just ask them to, to, to trust in the system that you're paying for more, or trust in the coach that you're going to, to vice versa. Like us, us as coaches, we're not coming to the parents' job like, yeah, you need to type on the computer like this. You need to, you need to drive your buses like this. Or you need to do your interviews like this. So just let the coaches create in their space just like you get to create in your workspace. Gotcha. So, you know, being a trainer, you know, everybody try to actually put one person in, like, one boat. So, I'm going to say, what's the difference between what everyone, I'm like, regular personal trainer, one, I'm a strength trainer, right. and one, I'm a conditioner. Gotcha. So, trainer, I say trainer. No, I got trainer. you. <laughs> so, personal trainers, most so, they, they looking for the concept of taking what I would call general population, where they're taking regular people, like um, people that just go to work, and just provide for their family. They're taking that population of people and they kind of marketing the before and after concept. So you come to them looking the way before, then you leave looking the way after. That doesn't necessarily have anything to do with your performance. You can work out a certain way to get your chest and your stomach and your legs right, and you still can't shoot a basketball or run laps uh, or catch a football, which may not be your goal. So that's why you have the personal trainer who's there for the aesthetic to help a person look and feel good, which is a great avenue. Then you have the other side where you have the strength and conditioning coach who's training athletes already motivated, who it don't matter how they look, if a person got a gut, if a person arms flabby, if this is my if this is my quarterback, this is my quarterback. I'm trying to train him to throw the ball to my receivers. And if this is my linebacker, I don't care if he have abs. He needs to be able to read the D line and know which way to break off the block or, or be able to read run a pass. If it's my point guard, I don't care if he insecure about him not about his arms and his his jersey. That those are not things that strength coaches have to deal with versus what a personal trainer have to deal with. That's why they two totally, two totally separate lanes. Strength coach, you gotta go to school and have a degree to be a strength conditioning coach. The personal trainer, you could wake up and decide to train people and then boom, you're a trainer. 
So that's the biggest difference. No offense to nobody on either side, but that's just the difference in the two. So tell us, I'm like, what's next for you? What's next? So the goal right now, man, them to keep building this gym for me at the school. We building a facility, a brand new facility, brand new football field, brand new basketball gym, and I'm trying to win most state championships as an athletic director. That's on the that's on the career side. That's backing me. On the personal trainers, on the fitness side, on the personal trainer side, I want to continue to push the brand and become a household name, just like Nike or just like Under Armour. We not stopping. We gonna continue to come. It's a parallel dropping once a month, just like Jordan's. This this parallel, this parallel is coming out. And shout out to Blizzard for the blueprint. And we're just going to keep on pushing. We're not stopping. We just started in New Orleans, started on the levee, then took it, went got two degrees, and now it's just us versus the world. Enhance everything. So, last but not least, right. tell the world, I mean, what can they find you on social media and mm -hmm. everywhere else? Gotcha. You can find me on social media, School to 504. That's S-C-O-O-T-A 504 on Instagram. On Facebook, Ryan Wells will be on Facebook. And on Instagram, I'm sorry, and on YouTube, Enhance Fitness with an I. I-N-H-A-N-C-E, fitness on YouTube, and the EnhanceFitness.com. Again, that's Enhance with an I, not an E. And I'll give a little tidbit to why I have an I and not an E. So when I did the project in college, you put an Enhance with an E, that's a popular word in the world. Enhance furniture, Enhance tires, Enhance camera work, whatever the business name. So that's why I chose to um, make it with an I, so that when you put an I-N-H-A, we popping right up. We not better than nobody on Google. And it's his own word. Look, he like babing and made bling bling. Enhanced fitness is his own word. So shout out to me.